world, it's the ladies of Nerditude again. My name is Jill. And I'm Francine. And today um, there's been a change of plans because <laughs> Disney Plus changed our plans. Yeah. Uh, we were going to watch Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings and we did not get to because uh, it's not on Disney Plus because of the whole Black Widow situation. Um, yeah. And we don't feel comfortable going to a movie theater. So we are going yeah. to wait until it is on Disney Plus, which we decided was October 18th, 18th? sometime. Yeah, sometime in the middle of October. Um, once it basically once it like leaves the theaters seems to be the, the rule that they've decided to go with. Yeah. Um, so, so we're gonna wait till then. On that. <laughs> we're at the mercy of the mouse right now and we're exactly we're just uh, we're creatively pivoting at the moment. Exactly. So we decided that we'd get Halloween started early because that's how we roll. And yeah. we're going to talk about the 2020 film Freaky starring Vince Vaughn and our old pal Catherine Newton. Yes. A lovely Blumhouse Productions uh, sort of horror comedy. So sorry for the short notice, um, but if you have not seen this movie, spoilers are ahead. Uh, yeah. Obviously, because we're going to be talking about the film. Um, so we apologize that we did not give our lovely listening audience a heads up that that was uh, occurring. But we did not know until yesterday. Yep. We had our, our Chinese takeout <laughs> ready. We had our Marvel shirts ador adorning us. We were like all ready. And then the search on Disney Plus did not did not go well. Yeah. So, and we um, were like, wait. Why, why where is it oh my gosh yeah. i don't know we just assumed I, I thought i was going crazy i really thought i was spelling something wrong or something because it was there and then it wasn't well so. that was the thing is i was like i i could have swore but it yeah. wasn't so um but we did both happen to watch on hbo plus freaky so yes. we thought ha, let's talk about that um yeah so yeah came out in 2020 and you watched it on an airplane runway, and I, I watched it in your living room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, we were apart. We didn't get a chance to watch it together, but we actually ended up watching it, like, kind of around the same time, which was cool. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it is definitely, like, a horror movie, I think, just to kind of, like, uh, if you haven't seen it and you're, like, determined to listen to this episode anyway, even though it's got spoilers, um, it's definitely a horror movie, but it's also definitely, like, a comedy movie so yeah. if you're like nervous because it's a blumhouse production like i would say it is one of the sort of mildest like blumhouse that i've seen personally yeah. they usually yes. go like really dark and super scary um and this one was definitely more i mean vince vaughn is like the top build person so right there right. i feel like <laughs> you know Which, and like uh we were discussing i had tried very hard to watch the version of psycho with him in it mm -hmm. as norman bates and that did not work for me but yeah. he was really good in this one yeah um, because he got to play more to his strengths because you mm -hmm. know i i'll admit i haven't watched a ton of vince vaughn movies but he i think he does comedy well because i like dodgeball things like that sure. but i don't think i've seen him in anything serious besides that psycho movie and that was awful mm. yeah so yeah i can't uh did not attempt the psycho movie uh especially after you told me it was terrible because if the biggest psycho fan that i know didn't <laughs> like it like it was just not even worth my time to attempt yeah. 
Um, (laughs) don't even go there, but I feel like he does, uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a huge comedy fan, but I thought about it for a second and I was like, you know, he's tall. He's like creepy looking. He's like a big intimidating person. I I understand why he would be attractive slash attracted to like a horror type role. Like I understand. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the parts of this one where he was scary he was like yeah i don't want to fucking run into him in the middle of the night or whatever and i really liked how they played that comedically later when they switch bodies Mm -hmm. and (laughs) it's like yeah i am pretty scary looking yeah i am really strong and all these things and super tall and like really yeah yeah i forgot yeah he's like six (laughs) foot five or something like that so yeah he's He's a very big dude yeah yeah and and uh a very like intimidating figure like he's mm-hmm. he's got that sort of serial killer sorry vince vaughn um he's got that like serial killer build to him yeah. where he like cuts that intimidating figure and it, it's mm-hmm. scary in silhouette he was like really scary walking down the street and and you know um even in the daytime he was yeah <laughs> not a comforting presence um so so i think that was good um, my husband and I also really enjoyed that the music for this movie was done by Bear McCreary. Um, he did like the Walking Dead uh, um, music and like a bunch of other other movies like and TV shows oh, and things I didn't like that. that. So, yeah, he uh, is a really amazing um, composer and a film scorer. So he did like in, uh, Agents of Shield. He did um, Outlander. He did the Godzilla King of Monsters. Like, I mean, his his work is everywhere. You hear it like all the time. And so mm-hmm. we've heard enough of it that like we know when we hear like a Bear McCreary score, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, it's him. Um, so that was that was really cool to see. I think they put together like a really interesting team for this movie. Um, and that was cool. And it. It was one that I had wanted to see in theaters, but mm-hmm. uh, obviously COVID. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I just was like, okay, I'll wait until it's on mm-hmm. one of the platforms that I subscribe to. So as soon as I saw it pop up on HBO, and then you had told me that you were watching it, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, director was also Christopher Landon, who did um, Paranormal Activity two, three, and four, and he also gross. did Happy. Yeah. He also did Happy <laughs> Death Day um, and a bunch of other like really like he's a bona fide like horror movie director. So I think that was, again, like a really good choice for Blumhouse to make like as they were putting together their technical team. It was very smartly done. Yeah. Um, so basic premise. We have gigantic serial killer. <laughs> Uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, yes. who in this movie does not have a name other than being the Blissfield Butcher. Mm-hmm. And then we have Catherine Newton, who we know from Supernatural. Yes, uh, Claire, if you're not mm-hmm. familiar with the actress's name. Yes, and she plays Millie, who is a um, high school girl who's the mascot at the school. And she's mm-hmm. having, you know, typical teenage years. Not, yes. not very much fun. And... Uh, the Blissfield Butcher decides that he's going to try to kill her and um, they switch bodies because yes. of this mystical knife. Yes. Because why not? <laughs> yeah. So we get this like cold open where for some reason 
the Blissfield Butcher has decided to target these two couples um, in one of the girls' uh, parents' house. It's like a huge mansion. The dad is an art collector. Um, so he, we don't really know why he targets like teenagers in general around homecoming. We specifically don't know why he's targeting like these kids. Like, does he know them? Does, is he like stalking them? We don't know. We don't know um, a whole lot about him other than yeah. he's a serial killer and he wears a mask kind of like Jason, mm-hmm. um, and carries, yeah, some kind of blade. So. Yeah, yeah. He enjoys the stabbing for the most part. You know, he's he's open to other methods yeah, of he's, sharp. He's open to it, but um, sharp murder. Yeah, we don't we don't know who he yeah. picks or why. And right, if that would be my like one critique is that I I do want to know more about why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna assume because he looks a lot like Jason that it's probably something like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yep, he's uh he's definitely like your classic slasher serial killer. Um and that is actually where he gets the knife from the dad's art collecting ways. Um is basically uh he wants a weapon and I guess it's attractive to him. It's called Ladola, uh which I believe is made up. I don't think that's real. Um but yeah. I, I think it's just a totally made up like story, but it's interesting to me that the n- weapon gets a backstory and he doesn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. We know more um, about the knife than we know about it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he steals it from the house after murdering all four of the teenagers. No one survives, unfortunately. Uh, that c- sort of cold open, very like uh, classic horror movie goes after the two teens that are like, you know, lustfully and drunkenly partying when their parents aren't home. Um, and it seems like that's where he gets the mask from too. Cause there's like a wall of masks in the dad's like study or art room or whatever. Oh yeah. I didn't realize that. So, and then there's one missing, like they sort of zoom in on like the one that's missing. So I don't know what he was doing before that. Like, was he just murdering with a different mask or like a, a sack on his head? I don't know. Um, but he picks up, those two things that will be used through the rest of the film um, in that sort of opening sequence. Mm -hmm. So uh, Millie, our sort of final girl um, is getting ready to perform at the football game. Uh, She has lost her father. Her mother is an alcoholic and she has an older sister who is the deputy, right? She's the deputy sheriff. Mm -hmm. I, I was like kind of not sure that she was the deputy, but I, yeah, she definitely yeah. is not in charge. Um, so that is kind of like her situation. She's going to go to the homecoming football game and uh, she is going to be the mascot. Her mom is too drunk and passed out to pick her up after the game. Um, so she is left in a very like sort of classic horror movie fashion alone in half of a beaver costume. Right. It was a beaver yeah, it, <laughs> uh, it with the was. giant feet and the the big tail and the whole thing, um, and she gets targeted by the Blissfield butcher because she's alone at night and she's a high school girl and it's homecoming time, which is his like hunting season. Mm-hmm. Um, so her, she, her two friends have already left to um, yeah, co- uh, uh, Celeste Nyla and, and or Nyla and Josh. Sorry, yeah, Nyla and Nyla's Josh played by someone named Celeste. Mm-hmm. Nyla and Josh. yeah. 
Um, and so they, she tells them that they can leave, which I don't know that I, I mean, we've watched a lot of horror movies. I don't know that I would leave my friend alone when there's a serial, like active serial killer on the loose that, you know, is targeting high school kids at homecoming time. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't leave you alone anyway, because just just takes that one time, you know, it doesn't even have to be a serial killer. It just takes one, one creepy thing. Yeah, it's it's not a not a super good call by the friends, by the whole group. Like they should have stuck together. You don't separate, especially when there's like an active serial killer in your town. That is just yeah. some life advice. If you didn't know that, now you know. Um, don't do that. So she he chases her around the school and like around the football field and like a very sort of classic serial killer way um he corners her he like goes to you know like goes to stab her with the dagger the knife the ladola and they magic occurs and like clouds roll in and it's all very mystical it's sort of like mayan aztec i i I felt like it was pretty aztec yeah and everything's in spanish in the like on the knife and everything so i think we can assume we're in like mesoamerican sort of Mm -hmm. made up sacrifice lore world um and so he stabs her. They both get hurt, which if you've never watched a body swap movie before, you know that like that is the sympathetic magic right there. That's our proof that like they are now tied together. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but oddly enough, and this surprised me, they don't switch bodies right then. Yeah, that was weird. But I, I guess I also get it because if they did switch right then and there, um, they would have been like together to like true during that realization. And then Good she point. probably would not have gone home or mm-hmm. whatever and yeah. miss out on that sweet breakfast. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We miss out on the like freaky Friday, like wake up. Oh my gosh. What is my body? Like, who am I kind of moment? Mm-hmm. Um, I assumed it was because of the whole midnight to midnight situation. Also that. You know, like it gives you a really good time to like, because it, it gives you like a known sort of Cinderella-y time to start from. And then like the the deadline being that next midnight or however many days it was, um, it's like an easy thing to like know when it's midnight. If you're like, what time was that that I got stabbed? Like 9.42 p.m.? You know, like... <laughs> So right. it gives us like an easy reference for later in the movie. Um, so, you know, reasons within the film and reasons like outside of the film for that to make sense. Um, but they go their separate ways. She survives, obviously. Um, her sister, Char, shows up and scares away the serial killer. And uh, they take the knife, the dagger, into police custody. So it's going to be evidence because obviously there was like an attack and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's important too. And she saw the butcher like Char and, and obviously Millie saw him. So now they're like going to actively hunt this guy. They like know what he looks like kind of. And they like put out the, you know, like warning signs to the whole town. Like be on the lookout for this creepy, horrible, like murdering, horrible guy. Um, cool. So now we wake up in the morning and oh no, they've switched bodies. <laughs> so um millie wakes up in this really like gross weird like warehouse kind of kind of murder Uh, lair i don't know you would expect a serial killer to lurk yeah yeah Yeah. 
He's he's clearly homeless. He somehow yeah. has never been like found, even though he just kind of like sleeps out in the open in this like abandoned building. That's yeah. weird. He's not he's not a Ted Bundy. He's not like a yeah. functioning member of society. He's yeah. Uh well he, there is somebody who knows that he lives there. That's true. That one sort of like uh, uh, drug addict, homeless yeah. guy. So yeah. we can also assume that he is a drug dealer or or user. Similar. Yeah. There was never any uh any um like withdrawal withdrawal or anything like that in on like his body's part. Um right. but perhaps he provides the drugs to the other people. Okay, or is an occasional user or what have you. Um so that's that's the situation she wakes up in. She's now six foot five. She's uh, a man. She's middle aged. She uh, she doesn't uh, know where she is or what's going on. She has a very like you know comedic slash like horrifying um, interaction with this other homeless man, um, and she's got to kind of like pretty quickly figure out what's going on. Luckily, she had seen the butcher. So when she sees her reflection, she kind of figures out like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm I'm Which trapped. I think I think that's good that she saw his face because otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd be like, what the who is yeah. this? And and then you would go walking down the street not realizing. Mm-hmm. That you yeah. Shouldn't do that. Right. Unfortunately, Vince Vaughn is a very difficult person to like blend into a crowd. Um That's true. You know, he's mm-hmm. sort of um sort of obvious it's like hard to hard to be like i'm just gonna inconspicuously like exist and try to figure out what's happening um that's not really possible for her now that she's in his body um and he wakes up in her like very teenagery like room and and he's much smaller and and like weaker than he had been ever been in his life probably like since he was a little kid so that's interesting. I th- I liked the way that they kind of played that like gender politics of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting, and we'll get to that a little bit more in a, in a moment. But she lives with her mom and her sister. Um, you know, they obviously know that she was attacked, so her acting strange doesn't seem to really like they chalk it up to trauma, right? Which fair, you know? I mean, yeah, sure. She's acting differently. She's not really talk. She's not herself. She dresses kind of differently too, because he's like now in charge of dressing a teenage girl's body, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, has awkward kind of implications. Yeah. <laughs> when he goes in there and looks at the closet, and it's just like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like I don't even why wouldn't like no little baby doll dresses for him. <laughs> yeah, well, and Millie dresses more how you would expect, like maybe her mom to dress. Mm-hmm or something yeah so it's a little like little house on the prairie a little like seriesy yeah. yeah definitely not his uh style if if he even has a style uh i, I think his is more <laughs> i found this yeah yeah um and it fit <laughs> right and he's still definitely got a serial like that serial killer drive in him too that doesn't mm-hmm. just like he can't really hi- it seems like he can't hide it and or he doesn't want to um, so he definitely is like looking around for, you know, like the knife and like the, he's surrounded by women. Uh, so he's definitely getting the like itch to murder. 
right in that yeah. moment. I, I definitely do get the feeling that he, for some reason, unknown, does not like women. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that I, I also really liked, and, and, you know, obviously I didn't like Catherine Newton as Claire, but this right. movie, like, showed me that I don't mind Catherine Newton, I just didn't like Claire. Mm. So um, I did like how she kind of played it, whereas, like, he kind of seemed like the, the wolf in sheep's clothing and he was mm-hmm. enjoying it. And yeah. he was like, oh, hey, I can go walking around and no one's going to notice mm-hmm. and no one's going to mind me and stuff. And it's not until later when he figures out how physically weak he now is that yeah. this could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's totally thrilled. Like, he's like, I get to go to school, like surrounded by teenagers who are his like victims of choice just like walking around and he's totally, he's totally inconspicuous for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, which I definitely agree. Like he is excited about initially. Cause that sounds yeah. like a great time. Um, mm-hmm. just sounds like easy pickings. Uh, he does have, or one thing I liked was the choice that Catherine Newton made throughout her time as Vince Vaughn, um, <laughs> if you will, uh, where she kind of, does think like everything she does is with her eyes first and it makes her very creepy yeah very predatory yeah like that was really a smart character choice and i don't know like how much they kind of got together and made those character choices but i really liked that choice that she made because it was very unsettling especially like Catherine newton has really big eyes Mm -hmm. um it was very creepy and I thought that was really a smart way to kind of with, with the dead face and then like the really creepy, like darting eyes. I thought that was very serial killer esque. That was really smart. Yeah. And then for Vince Vaughn, he became like more animated and bubbly mm-hmm. and, and was very expressive with his features. Um, yes. So, which him, aside from one scene, him playing a, <laughs> teenage girl trapped in his body i thought Mm -hmm. was just hilarious and he did such a good job of uh particularly trying to convince her friends that Mm -hmm. he was millie (laughs) yes yeah i thought his hand work was very good yes (laughs) he did really like she kind of started out like being very sort of shy and like sort of introverted in a, in a way, like not as much with her friends, but with everybody else, she's like a very quiet kind of like bullied type person. Mm-hmm. So she has a lot of like nervous gestures that she does with her hands, like biting her thumbnail and like kind of like flapping her hands around, like not really sure how to take up space. Um, and I thought that he translated that really, really well. And it looks really funny on like a six foot plus tall, like man, yeah um to to like make those sort of very teenage girl like gestures i thought that was great he did a really really good job um with that he like i mean i thought Catherine newton did really well but to me like vince vaughn carried a lot of it he did and he totally did they focused more on him Mm -hmm. um her so (laughs) (laughs) uh, but i also really liked millie's friends yeah, um, Nyla and Josh. I thought they were hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the the scene where um, after 
the body swap when Millie is trying to convince her friends that she is not the Blissfield Butcher. She's just trapped in his body. I just thought that was so funny because she was like, trying to chase them down through the school and everybody's like, Oh my God, it's the butcher. And, and, but she's like, not as, uh, graceful as, yeah. as he would be. Uh, cause you know, and you watch any of those movies and the, and the killer is always like, you could throw something at them and they just like bat it mm-hmm. away or whatever. And, and it actually like hits her and she's like, Oh my God, like why just stop you guys. I'm trying to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the movie does that a lot where it like flips that sort of classic like horror scene like the chase and it does it a few times with like a few different chases mm-hmm. like you got the killer chasing like the teenagers but she's not doing it for the same reason yeah <laughs> that a killer would be so it yeah <laughs> like it adds that like humor to it and them kind of trying to like throw like everything from the kitchen at the school like at her and like, I, and she was like, can we just, can we be done fighting now? Can we talk now? Yeah. It was really, really good. She like, she like caught something one of them threw or whatever, I, or came close to it or something. And she was like, oh my God, I'm really strong now. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that was hilarious because yeah, that's something that I think a lot of other body swap movies, because usually it's similar people swapping. Mm-hmm. They don't always uh have a moment like that and it's like yeah that would be one thing where like if something like that happened to me i would like oh my god this is what it's like to not feel powerless mm-hmm. and i kind of like that they delve into that a bit because you know i'm a tiny little woman and mm-hmm. i'm not very strong so what would it be like to be six foot five and you can rip open doors and stuff like that that would yeah. be just wild i mean you right. don't want to kill people i don't want to kill people but mm-hmm. like you know It'd be weird. And I, and I like yeah. they took the moment to address that. Mm-hmm. They definitely did. And I personally would be like probably falling all over myself because I'm not so yeah. coordinated in like my own body. So yeah. I could only imagine <laughs> like a six foot five, like giant feet. And like, it's just not like a, a type of physicality that you're like used to. So there's definitely some of that where he's like, stop. And he like bats stuff away and it like flies across the room. And like, you know, he goes to like stop them and he kind of like pushes, pushes them like lightly, but they like fall everywhere. And it's oh, stronger than you realize. And that's, uh, that's, she's got us some adjusting to do. In yeah. That. And, and I like that the, the flip side of that is, is, um, the Blissfield Butcher in Millie's body. And that becomes the thing that they discuss at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I, now I know why you're so angry all the time. You're so weak. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's, I, and I like that that gets addressed uh, also from like the, the final girl perspective of it because they have to rely on other kinds of strengths to make yep. it to the end of the movie. And I, I just like that for once the killer is the one who's like, oh my God, no wonder you're so yeah. <laughs> like, yeah down and out mm-hmm. and it does not give him any uh any remorse or like any um uh, you know feeling like he doesn't he doesn't feel any sympathy for any of his past victims that's just not like within no, his personality just, at all he just gets he just, angry like, about it yeah he's like well i see why you're angry like yeah he doesn't mm-hmm. feel any different towards the victims he's just like oh yeah no this would this sucks yeah 
it like pisses him off and i feel like it also in a way like validates his behavior to himself Mm -hmm. because he's like well you know you're weak and you're like stupid and your life sucks and like that makes you a victim and it's fine for you to be and that was very like chilling to hear Mm -hmm. him kind of like say that um that he's almost like you deserve it because you can't like you're you're useless you can't protect yourself you can't like stop me you I'm better and now I know it because I've been on the inside and I'm like sure that I'm better exactly so I I and I also thought it was um they also played it as like comedic at times like when he is trying to kill the shop teacher mm-hmm. and and like has a hard time picking up the chainsaw mm-hmm. and I I thought that was funny and I also I also like I don't know it I get why they did it but also at the same time I didn't understand the shop teacher having a problem with Millie mm. like she she didn't have her project ready a week early like mm-hmm. okay and yeah. he was just like really targeting her for a reason that we don't know and mm-hmm. so later on when the butcher kills him it's it's kind of like i i i left the movie going oh my god i wonder if uh she's gonna get in trouble because yeah. you like know. you can't prove the body swap really yeah like, ever happened and mm-hmm. he very clearly was not careful about leaving evidence mm-hmm. so yeah i, I was totally not the whole time and in shop class we also that's a good point we also get to meet Booker, who is yes. um, the boy that Millie likes, and he is on the football team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But he's like... He's like the popular. He's like a popular guy. But he's nice. He's that guy. He's very nice. He's mm-hmm. very nice, and he kind of like knows or hopes that she likes him, so there's like a little kind of cute love story in there too because this is like the worst possible time for this body swap to occur mm-hmm. um because you know he's worried about her he like cares about her it seems like he like he's very he's a very kind guy he's not your average like jock although there are those guys like those sort yeah. of cookie cutter like horror movie you know like cannon fodder if you will like you don't really care if they die because they're just terrible um <laughs> those types of characters are still in there but booker is not one of them and i was really happy to see that like from beginning to end he was a good person yes yes he's um very nice very considerate very worried about millie no matter what form she takes Mm-hmm. yeah and that was it went in a weird went to a weird place um it did it um <laughs> <laughs> I know it was supposed to be like a comedic thing, but mm-hmm. to me that just was icky. Yeah, it was uncomfortable to me. I didn't like it. It was, and not because it was two men kissing, but because of the like wild age difference. Like mm-hmm. one of them is supposed to be in high school and one of them is a middle-aged serial killer. I was just yeah. like, I don't think this is yeah, yeah, funny. Mm-hmm. And she was just talking about how like unhygienic he yeah. the blissful butcher's body is and i'm thinking to myself i don't care how many times you brush your teeth today like there is no way that that is not 
really gr- on like a lot of levels just like really gross yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> so Ugh, i kind I didn't of like it i kind of would have been like cool if they just like held hands or something mm-hmm. but hugged uh, i, I would have been fine with a hug or kiss on the cheek even i would have mm-hmm. okay i would have given that a pass but like that was a little a little much for me but mm-hmm. and it went on for a long time too did. which was did not help the situation at all uh no but <laughs> I I did like that she was able to convince um, her friends and Booker that mm-hmm. she was actually herself just in the wrong body. And I liked that um, when she convinced Booker, it was because of a poem that she had left for him, but he didn't yeah. know that it was Aww. from her. But he had hoped so. it was from her. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> and it was just really weird to see Vince Vaughn reciting poetry <laughs> to a teenage boy to a teenage boy <laughs> like, yeah yeah that's uh that's weird <clears throat> um but and and they like how they kind of call out like her awkwardness over and over again as not being like a bad thing but being like a little bit just like who she is but still kind of like strange you know so he mm-hmm. was like i mean leaving a poem in my locker like it was a little creepy but it was also but it, nice. But it was nice. It was pretty <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like how they kind of um kind of like call that out. They're like she's a little, you know, awkward and weird, but but she's sweet. Like it's coming from a good place. Um yeah. but that made me feel very like she was a real person. Like she wasn't the, you know, like I'm so clumsy just because I'm clumsy. Like she wasn't that Mary Sueish. No, she wasn't. She was realistically a teenage mm-hmm. girl yep and she was honestly a like awkward yeah like she was honestly just not quite your like apple pie perfect teenage girl and i really appreciated that because we get a lot of final girls who are like sort of weird or like sort of quirky or you know like kind of a rebel but you don't always believe it um right when it comes to her, like, I really believed it. I was like, okay, she's a, a full person. And I, yeah. I liked that. It made me appreciate my high school self a little bit, too. Like, I felt like yeah. I could see my high school self in her just being like, you know, you're trying to live. You're, like, trying to kind of plan for your future and, like, get through high school. And you've got your friends. And there's the bitchy girl that, like, is just going to be a jerk. Um, you know, and there's the girls that are like the mean girls at school and, and, uh, the boy you like and everything. Like it just, it felt really real. Mm-hmm. I appreciated the way that they wrote our final girl here. Yeah. It was good. Absolutely. And I liked that, um, her friends I thought were equally fleshed out. They were. And, and well done. Um, I particularly like Josh. I thought he was He was funny. great. <laughs> um, and I liked that when they had captured the butcher in Millie's body and they were holding him at Josh's house, uh, he was trying to convince his mom. Mm-hmm. That, that he was straight and that it was yeah. his girlfriend. Oh, my yeah, gosh. And, he, and she was like, no, I no, 100% <laughs> like, what is going on? This is just weird. And I, you know. I don't know. I, I thought it was like a, a funny little situation, but it wasn't done in like a negative or condescending mm-hmm. or bad way. Yeah. Um, 
and like her it wasn't like her mom was or his mom was mad i'm getting so confused with <laughs> yeah the, the pronouns swap. um josh's mom was not like oh my god i can't believe you're gay. like she just accepted that yeah. he was gay and was like yep. look i i know that this girl <laughs> is not here for yeah. the reasons that you're saying what's going on mm-hmm. so she knows him too well yeah. to believe a story about how he's straight which yeah. was a fun flip of like a coming out moment yes. Yes. um and they played it they played it really well she was like no honey i know you like right. this is not working what's really happening Mm-hmm. And it turned like, how do you explain to your mom in that moment? Well, you see, there's a serial killer in my friend's body and uh, we had to tie her up because like it wasn't going to happen, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. There's <laughs> no way I would believe somebody. No. That, nope. No, 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 no. Um, um. But, but yes, the, the butcher in that moment escapes because mm-hmm. Josh's mom lets him out. And um, then shit gets real yep chaos ensues yeah so they decided the school decided with all the murders that are happening you know um riley ryler 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 Mm -hmm. the bully the sort of like regina george of the movie if you will she dies in the locker room at school the shop teacher that was mean and abusive to millie he dies in shop class amazingly being cut in half by a table saw it was like classic yeah uh Classic horror movie. It was great. Um, <laughs> so they decide to cancel homecoming. The This uh, like dance. But the kids being high school kids decide that they're basically going to hold a rave um, yeah. at the mill. Which is where the butcher lives. Yes. Which is where the butcher lives. So they decide like, you know, big abandoned building. Okay. We're going to hold our own dance. And like, of course there's alcohol and probably many other things that are going to make them very easy prey mm-hmm. for the butcher in Millie's body because he can just walk right into the dance. He knows the area too, because it's literally his home. So he's holding like all of the cards right now. Like he's got everything going for him in this moment. Um, it's easy. It's going to be so easy to have like the biggest massacre ever. So he thinks. Um, so that's happening. Um, we've also got that whole mini golf black light kind of like moment mm-hmm. um, where he somehow, for some reason, he decides that he is going to focus on Booker, even though he has all of these like teenagers just like partying away. Um, and easy pickings. He's like, first off, I'm going to kill this girl's crush. Not totally sure why we made that decision. <laughs> I don't know that either. But I also, this is this is what I was thinking as this was going on, was that he had figured out, okay, I, I have this body. I'm going to use it to my advantage. That guy seems like he's into this body. And so mm. I'm going to lure him because he's easy target that sure. was that was the way i was trying to look yeah. at it um, and because... that's kind of that's what he does with the football players too so that that tracks yeah. that makes sense um, because even though they've body swapped they don't know anything about each other they don't have each other's memories mm-hmm. or anything like that so yeah he doesn't know who booker is to yeah. millie yeah totally that's that's totally fair um 
So, you know, we've got like all of that happening going on. Um, but anyway, we end up at the this like unofficial rave dance where actually like one of my kind of like most the, the moment that I felt was really good as like a horror homage was when those football players think that they're tricking Millie into getting her alone yeah so that they can assault her yeah but she he is tricking them mm-hmm. i thought that was like a brilliant sort of it was very like west craveny to me yes um uh, where <laughs> like they think that they are going to take advantage of because they're drunk and they're horrible and everything like that they think they're going to take advantage of the like sort of weak victimized girl at mm-hmm. school Little do they know she's basically hunting them and they're walking right into her trap, even though his trap, even though the pronouns are so hard, even though they think that they are going to get her, him, Mm -hmm. her. They don't know it's a him. They think he's a her. Yeah. Who they think Uh, is Millie. Yes. They think we should just use their names. Yeah. Um, I really, really loved slash was horrified by that particular scene it was was horrifying yeah it was horrifying because of like the implication of sexual Mm -hmm. assault and you know we know that that like really happens and we know that that's a huge trope in horror movies too you know that sort of like that that took us it dipped our toe into like the revenge horror genre but in a really twisted up way because it's not the girl taking revenge on the guys that want to assault her it's the serial killer doing what serial killers do. It just came out on the surface looking like revenge horror. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that was a scene where like in a weird way, obviously, you know, I don't think anybody should get caught up with a chainsaw, but it was one of those moments where like, yeah, it was kind of like on the serial killer side where it was mm-hmm. like, yeah. completely. Yep. Like these guys totally deserve it, which puts you like right in that realm of like the rape revenge. Yeah. You know, where, I like, had wondered, I had wondered for a second because they had been playing so much around with the the physicality and him being weak in Millie's body. I had wondered for a moment if it was going to go a different way mm. and and if he wasn't going to be able to to stop them. To stop them, but mm. he did. So, yeah. Good I'm, for him. Yeah, I'm glad they wrote it the way that they did as opposed to cuz they they like toyed with that for a moment like we Mm -hmm. just we got that like moment but then it went the other way like it didn't sort of complete that like horror movie narrative which i think was a good choice that was a very very smart choice we got enough of it that we were like ah i see what's happening here um but then no and then we also got the flip the gender flip or reflip of that with the fourth football player who tries to assault Josh. Yes. Which was... Which I was glad that they also included because that's mm-hmm. something that's uh, not talked about very often. In Completely. Movies, I would say. So, um, yeah, I was glad that that got included. but And I'm glad that Josh ended up being okay. Yes, everyone was okay. All of the quote unquote like attempted victims were okay. I don't want to say everyone yeah. was okay because the four well, well, football players it, yeah. died. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but everyone we care about was okay yes. in that moment. 
which is also weird to say because we, we're like rooting for the butcher not to make it out of this film at the end of the day. Just yeah, not... it was weird. Like sometimes <laughs> I was on his side and other times I wasn't. It was really weird. Yeah, it was, it was a confusion of emotions for sure. Um, but anyway, we've got, uh, you know, everyone trying to get Millie's body back because midnight is quickly approaching and if they don't switch back by midnight they're stuck Stuck. that way forever in a very like you know sort of mystical body swap classic fashion um if you don't undo it you're stuck that way and i my if my memory serves me correctly he had to stab or millie and his body had to stab him in her body again in order for the switch back to happen right yes did it have to be that way could it have worked if it was the other way no right i don't think so because i think the person who does the stabbing like the body that does the stabbing yeah like that's the (laughs) switch and so it would have to be her in his body so that she could get back into her body yeah that's kind of what i thought they never like explicitly said that but you know um they do have to get millie has to stab herself (laughs) Yeah, which I thought added a level to it because you could tell she was like, wait, where do I want to stab myself yeah. where it's not going right. to hurt? Because <laughs> she knows she knows what that feels like. She's been stabbed at the beginning of the movie and she doesn't want to kill her body. Um, so she's like, where can I handle like being like having this stab stick around because it's not just going to immediately go away. So that was really interesting. Um, but That whole time, though, I was like yelling at the tv um to her friends you need to you need to be watching both bodies because when they do switch now you've got vince vaughn back in his Mm -hmm. body with and he's mad yeah yeah and he's holding the knife and millie's down for the count like Mm -hmm. watch behind you and of course they were not um and I was really glad they also added in, because um, earlier in the movie, Booker had told her, uh, Millie, to set her watch five minutes ahead mm-hmm. so that she wouldn't be late for stuff. And yeah. so you have that moment um, where her watch beeps because she thinks it's midnight and it's not. So mm-hmm. they still have time. Yep, that was cute. It was a very good like little callback. And it confused the hell out of the butcher in yes. Millie's body because he did not know he thought he won right then yeah. so it was that like woohoo victory and it kind of like caught him off guard which was really a clever I don't know if they did that to catch him off guard but it ended up working in their favor um because yeah. he was like thrown off in that moment which was very yeah. clever um and then of course they they switch back and everything is good and then the police come in and shoot the butcher now in his own body so we assume her, her sister shoots him yeah yes so we assume that in classic horror movie fashion okay he's dead we don't have to worry about him anymore haha but just like a serial killer of old the shooting never works yeah it never so works in the ambulance he takes the um the monitor off of his mm-hmm. finger so it looks like he uh, has lost his heartbeat um and is dead but he's not so i'm gonna assume he killed the emts too i would say probably yeah i mean he's got to be pretty pissed right now like extra super pissed 
Um, and now he's mad at Millie for that whole situation. He's also mad at Char, the sister, because she shot him and like kind of put him in this position. So he's yeah. just got a whole lot of like very directed rage and at this family. Because of uh, the body swap, he knows where they live. He knows the mm -hmm. layout of the house. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Knows that she, um, that Char is a police officer and has a gun, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So he goes in with a plan. Yep. Which is actually like a really smart way to write this sort of like final stalking con confrontation type situation. Um, because usually we see the killer like show up at someone's house like the victim's house and you're kind of like how does he know where everything is and like how does he like formulate this plan in the moment like this um this made total sense mm -hmm. how he had all of those advantages because he had been living in the house in her body uh, it was really really smart writing in that moment yeah. i thought like that was very clever um and i really really liked the standoff that they had the words that was so good it was so good I think like, you know, we, we kind of talked about it already, like that, that sort of gendered violence moment where he thinks like these three women aren't, he thinks he's in power, you know, like he thinks he's in control of the situation because he's got these three women, all of whom he spent time with or in their body. So he thinks he's got like all the cards. He's stronger, he's faster, he's more confident in himself and he can like mock her because he's been in her body yeah he writes the mom off as a as a drunk and mm -hmm. so he's like not even worried about her and um he knows how to disable char and then like it's just millie left and he's like oh this is like gonna be so easy because i've been in your body and i know mm -hmm. how weak you are and i understand why you're angry and everything but i don't care i'm here to make it better i'm gonna yep. just take it all away yep and when he called and, her the weaker, ver like the lesser version of her si of her sister, he's like, at yeah. least she's strong. At least she's like, you know, confident. At least she's a badass. You're nothing. Ooh, yeah. I was like, man, just really. Mm. But I love how, work. right? <laughs> I loved how our three, like our little family of women work together to take him down because they know that no one of them can do it alone. He's just physically bigger and stronger and like more evil than them. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to work together. And I really loved that um, like moment of them kind of like sharing that look and deciding like, okay, we're going to kick his ass and take him down. That was really, it gave me like a little happiness in my heart that they were working as a family and that yeah. they were all on the same side to like Sunside protect differences yeah. yeah and all of the like problems that they had had throughout the movie like all the tension between char and her mother and the unspoken tension between millie and her mother over her father's death and millie and char feeling like so distanced from each other like all of that went away in that moment mm -hmm. of like we're going to protect each other and protect our family and we're going to take this asshole down he yeah. tried to ruin us and that's not going to happen yeah, and I was glad that Millie got to be the one who dealt the final blow. Yes. Um, stabbing him with a with a broken table leg mm -hmm. is one way to go about it. Um, it was a very Buffy moment, you know, it the was, improvised and... wooden stabbing implement. I appreciated it. Yeah, and that does take some strength if you're going to take down mm -hmm. someone that size. Holy shit. 
Yeah. I can't, I can't even imagine, but adrenaline. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, and I loved how she wasn't able to just suddenly like stab him. And like, mm-hmm. that was enough to kill him. She had to like use all of her body weight with her foot to like yeah. really drive it. And I was like, that was really not only a cool death. Cause you know me, I'm all about like a cool horror yeah. death. Um, <laughs> but it was really realistic. Like she kind of had to use like her entire being that he had just disparaged to like take him out. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved that. I thought that was yeah. a great moment for her. It was. And I honestly just overall with the movie itself, I was, I was really impressed and it's gonna, I'm going to add it to my Halloween rotation. Yeah. And I consider it to be like in the same category as like Tucker and Dale versus evil. Mm-hmm. Or um, the final girls, which is a movie we'll discuss in another episode. Yes. Um, but it's like horror comedy, but it also, again, it's it's like the. It depends on. You could go into this movie and just be entertained, mm-hmm. or you could watch it and realize that they're um, playing with a lot more than they seem to be at first. Yeah. So, and making points about things uh, that you might not realize if you're not looking for them. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's got a lot of layers um, clearly written and created and like executed by horror fans, which is wonderful. You know, I think Jason Blum does a really good job of like just um, making something new out of stuff that's familiar. Yeah. I thought this was a really good twist on Freaky Friday. It was. And, um, <laughs> it was. It was a good twist on slashers. It was a yeah. good twist on the body swap. It was a good twist on the final girl. Um, I loved when like that particular scene that I really enjoyed was towards the end when Millie in the butcher's body is chasing the butcher in her body. And it's <laughs> that classic like, you know, horror movie like chase down of the final girl. But it's reversed She's mm-hmm. chasing him in her body, trying to stop, him, like get him and like stop him so that she can stab him. Yes. But for a totally different reason than it would normally happen. And I just those moments, those like crystallized moments of like we've seen this before, but we're flipping it around and like playing with it right now was just great. I think that was the, the those were the moments where the movie really shined for me. Oh, absolutely. So I. I thought Catherine Newton was great. I thought Vince Vaughn was great. I thought all the casting was spot on. The only the only critique I have is is like I said, I, I wanted to know more about the butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just because I felt like that would have given that character more depth in some way. Mm-hmm. But I I sat and I thought about it, and I was like, I don't really know how they would have introduce that information into the story really because clearly the butcher is not very talkative Mm -hmm. until the end of the movie um and like you said it's all about the eyes and everything doesn't really say anything so i don't really know when and and nobody else seems to know this person Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah we're not gonna know why he does what he does or why he chose this weapon or why does he go after high schoolers? Is it because they're easy targets or is it like something bad happened to him in Mm -hmm. high school? Is he even from here? Like we don't know anything, but I don't, I don't know how that would have gotten introduced unless 
you had a scene where they were flipping through a yearbook and saw it yep. or something. It would have had be to have been. Thing. Yeah, it would have had to have been like there's this urban legend of the which they kind of did at the beginning, the very very beginning. They were like, there's the butcher and he like, you know, kills kids during homecoming. But like, I thought they were gonna keep telling the story and be like, you see, there was this young yeah. boy and his babysitter was killed during home like something something was gonna like come and no they just right they didn't, because didn't go there the other thing is he outside of this ladola situation um is just a regular person mm -hmm. so mm, i don't know how old vince vaughn is i'm gonna say 45 or so 50 yeah maybe. i don't know i would say like mid 40s so, yeah so he's probably not been killing for a super long time um we don't it's know not like a, like a Jason situation where like this guy has been, you know, this, this happens a hundred years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, if he is from this town, maybe that was his shop teacher too. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll never just, know. Like, we'll never know. <laughs> so outside of like introducing him in some like, like they're flipping through a book or like they look, they walk past, past a trophy case and see a picture of him. Mm -hmm. There would be like no other way to get, information about him because he's not going to spill the beans himself right so that i felt like that was the only thing that was missing though was yeah. more info about him yeah i i felt like his character was a little bit thin mm -hmm. um and that was really the only issue that i had um i, I like i'm gonna praise the writing one more time um i know that both writers christopher landon and michael kennedy are openly gay men mm -hmm. and i think that really I really enjoyed seeing a horror movie from that type of like unapologetic perspective. I think that's why they wrote Josh so well. And yeah. I think, I think that's why the gender politics of it are so sensitively done, like so mm -hmm. kind of deeply done um, is because they were definitely drawing from like a lot of their own experiences and they brought like a fresh take to the genre. And I, I just yeah. thought it was really cleverly done. It was, and Vince so. Vaughn totally carried the movie, hundred percent. He did surprisingly. I, I, liked, I liked Catherine, but I was there for Vince. Yep, he, he carried the whole movie. So good, he was amazing. And I will mostly forgive him for the Norman Bates thing. I I completely understand. I can't forgive him for Norman Bates because I never saw it, but I agree with you. Let's forgive him for this because this was an amazing um, horror movie outing for him. It was really well done. Yeah, um, I think that he needs to do horror comedy, not just horror. Um, yeah. Play to your strengths, I say. Yep. Because um, uh, I think he, he does comedy well. So, and I know you're yeah. not a comedy person, but <laughs> I am. And I think he's all right. So Yeah, I can appreciate um, his comedic talent because I saw it in this movie and I, I'm on, I'm on board. I'm yeah. down. Yeah. So how many uh, Freaky Friday Knives Lodolas oh my. would you give this? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go like five, four and almost the whole other, just the tip missing from the fifth one. <laughs> um, I think they had a little bit of extra runtime that they could have played with. They kept it really short. It was like an hour and a half long or something like that, hour and 40 yeah. minutes long. Um, so I think they, they could have thrown in a little tiny bit more. Um, and they could have cut out that weird, awkward kiss. Uh, but those are, those are really the only two things I, I would have changed. 
Same. Exactly. Yeah. So all around, highly recommend. I would, totally. I would say definitely throw that into your October rotation yeah. if you're if you're a, a person like me. I like to watch a different movie every day that month. Yeah. It's like spooky or something. Yeah. So I would, I would I say think... throw that in there. Yeah. And I think if you're like a, a person who enjoys Halloween season but doesn't enjoy horror movies, this is a really good like mid way yeah. to kind of like get a little bit of like spooky season in there without it being like just a full tilt horror movie. Yeah. There's like a little bit of gore, but it's not anything. It's nothing atrocious. Wouldn't, you wouldn't see yeah. it. Uh, somewhere else you know Mm -hmm. so it's nothing like you know there's no like torture porn it's not like a really hardcore like horror movie i would say the worst thing is the shop teacher probably Mm -hmm. but that's a couple seconds you look away and you also know it's coming so Mm -hmm. look away but um yeah so what are we going to talk about next time um so to keep our sort of like early spooky season rolling we are going to talk about the book final girls by riley sager um, it's a book that you read and you bought it for me for my birthday. Thank you so I much. Did. You're welcome. Um, and it's definitely like a weekend read. I read it in like one night. Yeah. So it's, it's like quick. totally, it's quick. You can read it really fast. Um, but we'll be back in two weeks to talk about that book and then just keep on rolling with our spooky season extravaganza. One month Ooh. is not enough. Um, and then somewhere in the middle of there, we'll, uh, we'll insert our episode on Shang-Chi and the 10 rings once we can actually watch it. Yeah. (laughs) So that will be like a surprise to everybody when we're able to do that. Um, and including us, spooky season is not a season. It's a lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) get your, get your, uh, plastic spiders out, get your witch hats on. Like, let's do this thing. It is officially like spooky season prequel in my book yeah so (laughs) anyway stay safe wash your hands goodbye bye